0: Hey, everybody, welcome to What's It Like
1: podcast with Stacy and Emily. I'm Stacy. And I'm Emily. Okay, this one is a little different because we're doing our intro with our guest in the room and he is Facebook living it over there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hi,
0: this is this is a new this is new Mm -hmm. for us. I might
1: have worn a better clothes and put on a little Had I known
0: we'd be in yes, this is the beauty of podcasting is that you don't actually ever see us. You and I hardly (laughs) ever well, I just don't shower
1: very often at all. So it works out perfect.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Our guest today is Paul Takis. Takis Takis, I'm sorry. Paul Mm -hmm. Takis, who happens to be Emily's brother.
1: Yeah. Hey. hey. Isn't he handsome? <laughs> he Face is handsome. <laughs> so I'm the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. And on this podcast, many a time I've mentioned my brother Paul because mm-hmm. he is wisdom in my life and he teaches me a lot. And we have good conversations. And so I will reference Paul's stories many times. And last week, yeah. we talked about Black Lives Matter. We talked mm-hmm. about the racial things going on in the country. And I mentioned a couple things that Paul had stories that you've had, mm-hmm. things that you've done. And then you reached out to me afterwards and you're like, I could be on there. Okay. I mean, yeah. you said it in a really yeah, nice way, yeah. but actually I felt mm. afterwards I've been thinking like, yeah, I don't, I'm a white woman. I am not a voice, but, mm. but your voice is what, who mm. we should be listening to. And so ask Stacy right away. And she's like, oh, of course. And you came up today. So we're,
0: yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. And I just said before we started mm. taping how this feels like a really great launching point for this conversation mm. because Paul is Emily's brother and I've met Paul before. And just the familiarity of mm. Emily and you breeds this sense of kind of confidence to be able to have some hard conversations and maybe ask questions that make me feel awkward even thinking about it, mm. but are so important to talk about and hash out. And so I'm super grateful that you came up today. And,
2: and thank you guys for having me. Um, I was excited because especially with everything going on, um, I haven't been at the protests. Um, different reasons. I'm thankful for everyone who who is marching and, and leading that. And I just it's such a confusing time with me for me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm conflicted on my feelings about it, to be honest. So I thought Mm -hmm. this was a perfect platform where um, I think this is what's needed is with people from one side talking to someone from the other side and not even the other side as in, as in disagreeing what we, Mm -hmm. what we all believe, but just introducing each other to different audiences that don't get to hear from each other a lot. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I I was nervous about it and I decided yeah. to come here with very few notes or anything, mm-hmm. but just kinda just speak from the heart on um what it's been like to grow up. Um my story's a little bit different. Yeah. Um my phone, my family I w- I was adopted at a young age. I think um, you
1: were like three months old, right?
2: Three months old. And the reason why I was adopted really ties into a lot of what's going on in in the nation today. Yeah. Um, my mother is white, my father was black, and my mother's family was not going to have an interracial child in their, oh. in their community. Um, and kind I of guess like yeah. your birth yeah.
1: mom's dad was sort of like said, maybe I'm remembering this yeah. wrong, but he was like, I will not have a interracial yeah. grandchild F-
2: from what I've learned. Uh, I met my mother and father around the age 25. Um, but from, from what I've learned, it just literally sent my mother off, to go have the baby in a different town, different, wow. you like know, different just state even right. Yeah, like she was it, sent away. I think it was like they there from Northern Alabama or Southern Alabama, oh, okay. at a, like a, hmm. a convent. And, uh, oh so, gosh. so from birth, it's kind of like, even though I didn't know that story growing up, yeah, um, finding it out. Uh, when you hear people talking about how far we've came, um, like in racial diversity, Yeah. That was 1984, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's not that long ago. And um, really, it's just, you know, even learning that story, it was a wound that opened up, but a Mm -hmm. wound I was ready to be opened up just because, you know, I didn't know the truth. You know, I didn't know what was happening. uh, And and to just find that out, it just it let me even know more about what we're really dealing with Mm -hmm. in that situation.
0: your adoptive family is all white. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, you have, have sister, one Jin. sister, Jen yeah. who's from China, right? Yeah. Korea, Korea. Korea yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's all good. So you are a black child being yeah. raised in a white family, yes. and so that's fast. That's an interesting yes. twist on it as well. Yes,
2: because I've, I've, and I never uh, felt any different type of love from my immediate family. Like mm-hmm. I never felt adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never felt like an outcast. Mm-hmm. You know that. So I, so. I feel with especially what's going on is I have an interesting Perspective, take yeah. on what's going on because I don't, you know, you would never hear me say all oh, white people are bad or all oh, white people are the enemy, which some people actually rightfully can feel like that because they've never had interactions with yeah. um, white people that that, that are really positive. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised on how many of my friends, uh, you know, when my father had passed and, and how many friends I went to school with because... Um, to to take it back, I grew up in the suburbs. I didn't grow up in the inner city. Yeah. um, So I didn't have... Well, um, and
1: even, so mom and dad, we lived in one suburb that was pretty close to the city until Mm -hmm. I graduated from high school. Yes. There would have been a little more diversity in Tosa. Yes. A little bit. But then when they moved to Menominee Falls, which Mm -hmm. is a little farther out when you were in fourth or fifth grade. And that is like all completely, white. Yes. Right. Completely. Mm-hmm. So and did he, you have any black friends in your elementary school?
2: Uh, from fourth to, from first, I mean, from K-4 to fourth grade, I think I was the only black kid in the school, maybe two at oh, St. Pye's. That sounds uh-huh. so much
1: like my
0: son, Oli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, so that was, and then the great thing about uh, going to Miami Falls, the first years really throughout my high school, they had the 220 program, which brought a lot of people from the inner city or just from the city period out to the suburban schools and um. That's really the first time why I got to interact with you know African Americans mm-hmm. and yeah. you know just to you know to make up. Uh, I, I don't feel mixed. Mm-hmm. Um. Even though genetically I'm 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 half and half. My experience growing up has always been black. As far as when you got a drop in you, that's how the world looks at you. Okay. Um. I'd never feel like, um. White when I'm, I've never felt like that in, in my life. Nobody's ever
1: considered you white. Never. No.
2: And I don't say that as me, you know, throwing away the the fact that I am mixed. It's just you know that that's how I feel like in the world growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emily knows stories of of just, um, like I said, it it is such a it's such a, you know, I never like I said I never felt as if I was treated differently in my family but there was times where we went out mm-hmm. where it definitely was like mm-hmm. I can remember times young going to a restaurant and it'd be like a table for five and there's six of us there mm. you know just because they naturally mm. didn't they associate, just associate it family. yeah and I, and I I get it a little bit because you know it is different it yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. really prominent like that but um I do feel like we had um even though we grew up in the same house in the same neighborhood went to the same schools. I feel like we had different experiences growing up mm. oh
1: for sure yeah
2: and it, it, it was nice to have a family that acknowledged that throughout I mean they never questioned it
0: and that's actually a super important point I think and what I want to make sure I remember and so I can support my mm-hmm. son Olivier is that you're saying your family never you never felt treated differently by your family mm-hmm. but they acknowledged the fact that other people yes. treated you differently. Yeah. So validating those experiences mm-hmm. for you, rather than yes, making it feel like oh it's just in your head yeah. or yeah. blowing it off yeah. or brushing it under the table, that
1: would be I think really damaging yeah. for a kid growing oh, for up. For sure, yeah. I think mom and dad are a little ahead of their time, oh, don't you think? Definitely, they were a little bit more aware yes. back in the eighties than I think a lot of white people in the eighties thought. Like yeah. color being colorblind mm-hmm. was kind of the thing to do right like yeah. we don't see yeah. color everybody's yeah. the same which minimize the yeah. fact that there's still this yeah. massive divide yeah. mm-hmm. right but mom and dad were a little ahead of the game like i feel like there was times when they would call out racism oh. and, and i would be like ah mom and dad that wasn't really yeah. racist because i didn't want to believe yeah. it mm-hmm. either don't yeah. you think
2: oh i i mean even past the 80s even like in the 60s i mean dad was marching with father Grappi over the 16th street bridge for 200 days straight um and that was just about the the housing um inequality in Milwaukee and how you know black people weren't really even allowed on the south side or allowed of Milwaukee to get housing and so I think I mean my dad and mom were I I really do believe they don't see color Mm -hmm. and I think it's correct because they don't see it that um they're the oddity though you know what I'm saying like they're the like they I really believe they don't like none of my friends coming over did they treat them any different did Mm they I just think so, like I said, it was a blessing to be able to be raised in that situation because um, I don't think I don't think that. That is all the way around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just think there's oh, a lot sure. of people that, you know, not, and sometimes not by fault of their own. You know what I mean? Wisconsin, um, especially Milwaukee, is one of the most segregated cities in the nation. Really? So, yeah. And you mean,
0: what you mean by that is like neighborhoods are yep. one ethnicity yep. or yep. another.
2: Yep. So it's it's been in the top two for I don't know how many years of just mm-hmm. segregated. So it's not where other cities are down south, where, I mean, if you think of Wisconsin, you could probably on one or two hand name the cities that black people live in. And right. a lot of those are just, they're sprinkled in, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, uh, so that just also breeds, you know, the, the environment of not really getting to know each other. Right. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, it's interesting. So over the last couple of years, I've tried to do some deep dives and learning mm-hmm. because there are things that are systems that were set up in place. Uh, so long ago that set it up to be this way. Yeah. And I just had no idea like yeah. redlining. Yeah. Are, do you guys know what redlining no, is? What does that mean? So redlining was like the thing that the realtors did back in the day when they didn't, white people didn't want black people in their neighborhoods. So yeah. they would literally take a red marker or pen yeah. and draw neighborhoods on maps. Yeah. And this would be like, you can sell houses of black people yeah. here, but not here. Wow. And it was made of red lines yeah. and it is almost to this day. You yep. can still see those are why it's yeah. segregated. Like there was a red line between Milwaukee and Shorewood on the yeah. north side, hmm. right a couple blocks north of where my daughter Ellie lives right now. So she's in Milwaukee hmm. going to UW-Milwaukee, a couple blocks north of Shorewood. And that's where the red line was back in the hmm. day yeah. on the maps. And um, that's where the cops stopped the protests going yeah. last week. Yeah. Really? They allowed it to mm. go up to where the old red line yeah. was. And they stopped yep. it from going oh, farther south yeah. farther north. Yeah. No so it's, way. It still influences, yeah. even though there's no oh, red lining yeah. anymore, it influences.
2: And just to add to what you're saying mm-hmm. about the red line is um with the protest um happening in Milwaukee and really just, you know, protest and you know uh me and my wife own a boutique that is very close to downtown.
1: Mm-hmm. Um really close to the Bucks Stadium. Yeah. Right downtown.
2: Cool. but yeah. it's also a gentrified area. So where our block is, it is you know businesses or houses that are worth you know behind there like you know several hundred thousand dollars so it's a it's a very gentrified area okay that is on um, mlk drive um they stopped the protesting on north they were not gonna allow Hmm. Uh that to get down to where we are just because it is a mixed area so um you know even with that like you know uh as a business owner, what I want to touch on, because I hear a lot about the looting and stuff like right. that. Um, I, I, it did happen, but I believe it was blown up more than a lot more than it, it really was. Huh. And
0: Did it happen in Milwaukee? It
2: did happen in Milwaukee and it happened in several spots. And I understand the people's anger. Hmm. I do. Like, I don't, I don't want to say I justified or I okay it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like I said, luckily, you know, I say that because our business, you know, we've been through two... You know, I don't like to use the word riots because I really just I think it's more unrest than riot. You know, mm-hmm. I think people like um, people are in our community are we don't know what to do to get our point across. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. when we kneel, it's a problem. When someone kneels at the NFL games, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. And even though when it's been talked about, we're doing this for police brutality, it's not to disrespect the flag. So we had to hear how bad that was, and then. Right you know, there's some people that aren't, and I don't even want to say educated, but they don't know how to, they don't know what to do. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't know, they don't know how to let out their frustration. Mm-hmm. So that's where that happened. But, you know, I'll say it as as an owner of a business, would I want that to happen to my business? No. But if it did, I'd understand why it happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard for some people to understand because they do just see the negativity yeah. with, with some mm-hmm. of that stuff. But I mean, there's a lot of pain in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, um, George Floyd isn't the first thing we've seen. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can remember having conversations where, you know, with, with, with some of my friends or even some of my family where even when Trayvon Martin was killed, I, I felt like, yeah, it was a topic of discussion, but it really wasn't on the forefront like I felt it should have been. Mm-hmm. And that's painful because, you know, I have three daughters of my own, you know, and you know it could be any one of our kids mm-hmm. that this is happening to mm-hmm. so it's um you know people it, it's i can honestly say i'm hurt mm-hmm. right now as a, as a man as a father as a black man and i don't have all the answers mm-hmm. like i said i think um you know what, what my niece is doing you know going out to the to the marches and protests i mean that touched my heart because it mm-hmm. you know we're seeing You know, Ellie came and she did it and she would text me pictures and I know she's doing it not for likes on Facebook, not for likes on, you know, not for Mm -hmm. stuff on Instagram. She's doing it because she, you know, she's marching for me. She's marching for my daughters. You know, Mm -hmm. she's marching for my friends. She's marching for the people that have been uh, mistreated. And, you know, I quickly say I don't have the answers, but I know that's part of the puzzle, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's and and it feels so you know, it feels so nice to not have to carry the load. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, her being so young and being so strong and, and, you know, standing toe to toe with the black community with, with, with everyone who's marching. I mean, she has no idea how much that means to me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a trying time though. Yeah.
1: So that's the way that you just said that carrying the load. Like, I think we as white people get the privilege, white, mm. white privilege. Mm. have we haven't had to carry that load, mm. I can engage. I, I can call you over mm. the Trayvon Martin thing mm. and be like, Oh, how do you feel? Mm. That sucks. Mm. Whatever. But it doesn't like, I'm not carrying it the same way, but right. those things you feel like those things are, are you. Yes. It's kind of what I hear you yes. saying. And you're
0: tired of carrying mm. the load. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I'm not trying to minimize this, but I'm trying to paint a picture for anyone who might be listening, who's white and who struggles to have empathy in those mm. situations. Mm. And feel like it's personal, mm-hmm. like you have clearly feel like it's personal, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Yeah. But like, if it'd be something like if you, if blonde-haired kids were targeted, mm-hmm. and you yeah. had a blonde-haired kid, yeah. and you were seeing them being, yeah.
1: Yeah. you
0: know, killed and mistreated mm-hmm. and marginalized, mm-hmm. and even though it maybe it didn't happen to your kids mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. I would bet that people with blonde-haired children mm-hmm. would be starting to freak out right if that would be boiling inside Mm -hmm. because you're Mm -hmm. seeing kids that look Mm -hmm. like your kid and you're seeing people that look like you having these experiences and it changes yes yeah
2: and i think just the you know you know you see black black lives matter all over the place and i don't understand i understand but um it's unfair that that's a trigger to to white people or oh. certain white people i you know i don't want to say everything but that's unfair that that's a trigger because you know we're not saying all lives don't matter right but it's just you know it it we are no matter what st- statistic they want to throw out mm-hmm. i can tell you from experience how it feels you know mm-hmm. what i mean and, and and it it is it is real you yeah. know it is real that um you know, there's been certain situations where I've been I've been fearful of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have the same, you know, I've talked to my brother Josh sometimes where I, you know, I asked him, I said...
1: And Josh is white. Just yeah, Josh saying.
2: is, yeah. And, you know, I've asked, I said, do you get nervous when you get pulled over? And he honestly was like, no, I don't get nervous. My heart beats out of my chest when I get pulled over. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's not because um, I've not ran into good cops because there are good police out there. I have had experiences that not all my experiences with police have been bad, but... There's times when I've been I've been pulled out the car I've been I've been literally beat down, mm. and it was because I wouldn't put my phone down. And when I'm trying to tell the officer I'm on the, I'm trying to get my daughter's medication, you yeah. know, and, and I was comply like I still got pulled out the car, mm-hmm. I still got beat. My my wife wasn't allowed to come, you know, assist me. But then when my parents came down, and this is a Omni falls, uh, when my parents came down. I was let out, no charges, yeah. no nothing, but you beat me. You know what I'm saying? You, you and, But I didn't get a ticket. Nothing happened. So your
0: wife was in the car.
2: So my wife was... When I get pulled over, I get nervous. So I always call my wife. Okay. And this is when we just... I don't even know if we were married at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think this was this was several years. I mean, this is a while ago, but... And
1: you're calling your wife... You're calling Chrissy mostly to say, like, S- somebody know that I just got pulled over. Yes. The case. Yes. Like, I happens. just want someone yes. to be in on that. Yeah.
2: That's- so, I, you know, I... I get nervous. I caught her, so she wasn't too far away from where we live. So she was coming down to get me, and you know she witnessed the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm telling you, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying I would like I would, you know, um,
0: you weren't flailing your arms. No, I and wasn't being threatening. No, it and... just
2: you know they didn't. You know, it's okay that yeah, uh, they just didn't like something. That was going on. And it it wasn't a disrespect. I didn't jerk at the officer. I didn't do none of these things. It just was me refusing to put my phone out because I've been on hold for thirty minutes waiting to get my daughter's medication. I just wanted to have it. It was just on speed it wasn't even in my hand. It was on it just was next to me on speaker. Mm -hmm. And it just so situations like that, like they put you get uh you get um you get a fear. Yes about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Well,
1: Paul, I mean, I've I've said on here before and um, I I don't know all the times but I feel mm-hmm. like you get pulled over regularly mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. lame things. Like you've got Didn't pulled that over here. recently like on the way up here. Wow. Well, yeah, well.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean listen, there there yes. I do feel like it happens like I've when I was 16, 17 I get pulled over and and it's a tail light but there's four police cars that pull up yes. for a tail light. Right. And it's like you want to search my car and you want to and it's just a tail light. There's no there's no reason you have to do that. And then mm-hmm. if you... I have to be careful how I act with my interactions with them. Sure. Because I, I do get nervous. I mean, there's been times where, um, like I said, I think the biggest... I, I just really... I get nervous. And I don't think people... Some people don't understand. It's not nervous, oh, I'm going to get a speeding ticket. Right. Because
1: mm-hmm. I get nervous, too. And it's mostly... It's more of like, crap, I'm going to have to pay $200 yes. yeah. No, it's just, For my or, speeding. Or,
0: or, like, my husband, who got pulled over this winter, didn't have... He got pulled over because our license plate had corroded. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. And he was like, "What the heck are they pulling me over for?" He's irritated and like almost self righteous about it. Like, what are you doing, pulling me over for this? Don't you have like? There's almost we have the uh, we have the luxury of being like occasionally. Mm who are you to pull me over no. for this? No. Okay. And not who are you, but yeah. like yeah. annoyed. That yes. might be the extent of it. Yeah. Right. And if we're speeding or do actually breaking the law, there might be some like, Oh, remorsefulness. Yep. I was speeding. Okay. Mm. I'll take this ticket. But mm-hmm. it's generally speaking, not, it's not a fearful thing. It's just yes. more yeah. of
1: a darn. I got caught.
2: Yes. yes,
1: for sure. And I, I mean, I, I sp- have a speeding problem. Let's mm. be honest. So <laughs> I mm. have gotten pulled over a few times no. in my life. Um, But I've gotten pulled over a few times in my Mm -hmm. life and I speed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I think if I were you, I'd be pretty pissed off if Mm -hmm. I was getting pulled over for a taillight again. Yeah, Yeah. Because it's again. And so I think I've had some white friends say like, well, if they, if they, the black people, black men, Mm -hmm. just put your hands on your steering wheel Mm -hmm. and comply and listen Mm -hmm. and you'll be fine. Two things I have to say to that. One mm. is that's what you do and you still yes. get pulled up out, yeah. out of your car yeah. and hurt mm. and pulled to the police station mm. until your white mom shows up and mm. gets you out. Yes. Mm. And number two, if, if my white friends got pulled over as many times as you got pulled over mm. for taillights, they'd be pretty pissed off yes. too. Right. I guarantee yeah. Lauren would be like, again? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With that tone percent. of voice. Million percent. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's just received yeah. and treated different. It and so is. I understand why you wouldn't want to put your hands on mm-hmm. and put your phone down again. Yeah. Yes. Right? Why yeah. should the rules be different? Why should they
0: be obligated? To, why should you, Paul, be obligated to behave that way? Yeah. And why should everyone else be advising mm-hmm. you to do that? And that will help keep you safer when that doesn't apply to everybody. Yes. Yeah. No one's suggesting I do that yes. when I'm pulled over. Yes. Well, I have a question oh, about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And this is one of those questions that is super uncomfortable and awkward to ask, mm-hmm. but this is one of those things that I hear a lot of white people say. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about you get pulled over, mm-hmm. you're a black man, mm-hmm. and there are f- a, a tail light, and mm-hmm. there are four police cars that mm-hmm. pull up. That's excessive. Mm-hmm. That seems yeah. super unnecessary. Yeah. What I've heard people say before is, are police officers, especially in bigger cities mm-hmm. where they're dealing with more, just mm-hmm. more everything, more crime, more mm-hmm. whatever, are they have they been conditioned by having enough experiences with say the Mm African-American community that they're, they're heightened. They're Mm -hmm. more scared. Mm -hmm. They've had more run-ins in a bigger city. I'm not saying that to justify. I'm just telling you, this is what I hear in Mm -hmm. white world of like, well, they, these officers Mm -hmm. probably are on the defensive more with Mm -hmm. African-Americans because they've had more bad Mm -hmm. run-ins. What do you say to that?
2: Um, there's a book I read called the new, the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander which okay. really like breaks um stuff down a okay. lot better and, and to what I say to that is I can't control your narrative of who I am mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. um when I lived in Menominee falls there was just as many kids smoking weed There was just mm-hmm. as many kids getting drunk or you know like like there was mm-hmm. there is really no difference um I feel like it, it if if I just said all oh, white people are bad and that's what I wanted in my head, and just because I had a couple of bad experiences with some bad police officers, right. I would be in the wrong for 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 labeling everyone as that. Absolutely. And I, I just, that. you know, I, I I just think um we're disproportionately pulled over, we're disproportionately checked. Mm-hmm. Um that's just my experience though. So I can't speak for for, for everyone, mm-hmm. but I just I
1: we don't, we don't, you, know, we don't, you yeah, can't, you, you can't you, you, say the yeah. exact same thing about the reverse yeah. you're yes. saying. So why yeah. can't you right. say it that yes. way? Yes, right. you know,
2: and I just think, you know, it's just, um, when every time I get pulled over, um, they want to check my car or they want to do this. I mean, what, it, it, it just gets, it gets to be very, um, you know, I feel like I'm targeted. Yeah. And just even with the last time when I was coming up to Oshkosh, I'll be 100%. My license was bad, right? So I didn't know it. I didn't know my license was suspended. and But I'm driving up. And your license
1: was suspended because of some parking tickets, right? So,
2: yeah. Then that's a whole other situation that I did. (laughs) But, yeah, so so it was. So I just, like, and he said I was speeding. Now, I had the cruise control on, so I don't know. I don't think they can necessarily see you on the highway and say, hey, that's a black person, and I'm going to pull up. So I don't know if that was the situation. But I do know when I was pulled over, I had my three daughters sleeping in the back of the car. It's the middle of the winter. Um, my wife was sleeping in the front because we were coming to go to Emily's house. Um, and they pulled me over. They said, hey, you, you know, you can't drive. I understood that. Um, I said, my sister is 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. I said, is there any chance that I can just call her um, so she can come and, and, and pick me up? And it j- the the the... You know, I give people maybe he had a bad day, you know, so I, you know, I don't like to think every bad interaction with a white person is because I'm black. Yeah. I, I know that not to be, be true. You'd be really,
0: you'd be really kind of in your right yeah. to feel that way, by yeah, the sure. way, but, but if you did. But yeah,
2: I, but I don't. I, yeah. Listen, especially if I'm in the wrong, like that, that's what it really could be. Hmm. Um, But I think when you grow up, you start to kind of get... A good sense of when it is that yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean there, mm-hmm. th- there was times where i was at school and listen emily would tell you my mom would tell you, i was the wild child out the family so like <laughs> there were times where i was you know i would get in trouble rightfully so um so i get that but i think you do get a good sense of when it's when it's something different than that like yeah. i said not every bad interaction with a white person is because they're a racist right. i don't believe that mm-hmm. um my family is some of the greatest people i've met i have friends from school that i love to this day that were marching in the protests that were always speak up for me that used to speak up for me when i was in that suburban school and i might and someone might have said something so that is never it but i like i said i do think you get a radar you know what i mean yeah, and yeah, that and, makes sense and my, my 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 girl's had to go in a police car because they said Aww. they they said we're going to have to move the car Um, And I said, I'm on the phone with my sister. She's literally, I'm I'm telling them she's 10 minutes away. And they said, nope, we got to take you. So they dropped my girls off at the McDonald's with my wife, middle of the winter. Um, They were sleeping. I mean, just that alone. Called a tow truck. Had to tow my car, even though my sister was coming with, Mm -hmm. to drive it. Um, Watching someone put my daughters in a police car over something so minor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you get an anger that, that I'm glad I learned how to control. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would just, I would, you know, I'm honest with, with that, mm-hmm. that I'm glad I know now that if I did react or I did, you know, if I said something I wanted to say, or I, you know, for, that would, that would have, could have turned out bad. Mm-hmm. And, well, for sure. um,
1: but here's, okay. So here's yeah. the sucky part as your white sister. I'm talking to you on the phone, praying the whole time that mm-hmm. you are able to keep your anger under control because I want you alive, mm. and then I'm pissed off mm. that I have to pray that you would keep your anger under control because Because
0: mm. you have that the right would, to be angry mm. in that right. situation. Yeah. That was un- yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. You see them
1: doing this to your mm. kids. And yeah. Right. It, it's just Ugh. a gross cycle that mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to keep your anger under mm-hmm. control when you're unjustly being targeted. Mm. Yeah. But yet you have to keep your anger under yeah. control so that you live, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So really quick, I, I should not be the one coming up with these answers but I wonder if people are saying to us Stacy our white friends are saying well those cops in Milwaukee they're interacting with black people all the time and so mm. of course they they think that way then my question is like why is it that way mm. so why is the black community l- the system is broken, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that there is a disproportionate mm-hmm. amount of mm. black men in mm-hmm. prison, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The the percentage of ma- no. black men. In, oh, I wish I'd looked mm. this up, but it's like forty some percent mm-hmm. of black no. men are no. take the Wisconsin prison system. Mm. But forty seven percent of black men in Wisconsin or people in jail okay I I shouldn't say the numbers mm. now because I'm often really wrong the percentage of the amount of black men there are in Wisconsin versus the amount of black men that are in prison yeah. is oh. ridiculously mm-hmm. disproportionate well Mike why are we asking why like yeah. instead mm-hmm. of just saying well I mm-hmm. guess it's just because the They're black men are the criminals, right? Right. Yeah. So if that's true, and that's mm, a very easy answer mm, for white people. Absolutely. Like, well, it's because well, if you just didn't commit yeah. the crimes, you mm. wouldn't be in jail, right? But why is that even happening in the first place? Like, there's a we have to go back farther and deeper, yeah. right? Um,
2: I could speak onto that on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 18, like I said, I was um, I was lost. Um, I think um, part of that was. Me just having a little chip on my shoulder and part of that was really not knowing. I mean, looking back, I wish I would have knew a little bit more about my culture, mm-hmm. you know, and really just know that um, of who I was as a person. And I got into trouble. I'm, I, I am a felon um, when I was 18. So this is talking about 16 year, or, years yeah, or almost 20 years ago, um, I did get convicted of a felony and um the worst thing and best thing that ever happened to me, because mm. the the way I was going, I I, I was lost. Mm. I did I I didn't know my up from down.
1: So it, would and would you say? Because my observation mm, is just my observation. Yeah. But I th- I think I thought at the time a lot. A big part of it was because you were trying to figure out your identity. Yes. Yeah. And and a piece of that, even though it's awesome that you mm. were raised by mm. our awesome family and mm. we're white, that did cause mm. that caused some. Mm. Identity conflict yes. in you, right?
2: I think most. I think that's one of the toughest things when I look back about me growing up is not knowing who I was, yeah, not being around my people, yeah. you know. Um, now I say that to say this though, I, I deserved my felony. Um, sure, like I, it was my fault. I did that. That is not a, uh, I was not. Um, you know, White I was not targeted. Yeah, yeah, I was not targeted for that. But what I can tell you, where to to touch on your subject is. Um, if I wasn't as strong as I was after that, I could have got caught up in a, in, in a, in a crazy cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord, like I said, that's close to 20 years ago. I haven't been in trouble again. I was a young man at that mm-hmm. time. And still to this day, I have rights that were taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, um, you know, since then I have got married, started a family, mm-hmm. had bought a house, um gave back to my community, mentored children, worked at the school, like anything I can to try to to try to make up for 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 my mistake. And you can't get a pardon from that. Yeah. So there's some people, you know, if if you can imagine you already and you know someone growing up in the inner city, you make a mistake, um, you get judged accordingly. Um, you don't you have resources. Yep. Like mom
1: and dad have the yep. had the money and the resources yep. to help get you the a yep. good, lawyer, a good right? lawyer, right? Yep. To Most. help
2: Most kids don't. And and, and the difference between a public defender and a lawyer is, I mean, night and day. Uh And so, you know, part of my journey now is giving back to make up for what I did, you know, or to try to keep other youth from Hmm. the predicament I put myself in. Mm -hmm. Because there is no restart button sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is you will have to fight that battle your whole life. Mm -hmm. And I wish there was a way that we could... um, not give not white people you know wipe their slate clean but at least give them a second chance because Mm -hmm. my i'm telling you right now to anyone that's listening that had you know if you are lost try to find a way you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying because you know you it will be a hard road if you make the wrong mistakes Mm -hmm. and um so i say that to say Mm -hmm. um Sometimes you will get caught up in the system when you when you make a mistake, and that's why if you and and then if you're getting overly targeted or you're getting pulled over for mm-hmm. a taillight and you might have you know weed in the car or something like that that's now almost legal in every state right <laughs> but like back then that could have got you locked up for a, couple months, years. a whole lot a whole long time yeah and you you keep on messing up so um i don't I don't know why you know i some of the answers I don't have. I just like to try to at least shine a light on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um,
1: well, do you think that you and I talk a lot about this? But like the solution has to has to be like a, almost a whole system. Oh yes, overhaul mm-hmm. because the the whatever. I don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. I do not have the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I mm-hmm. I think that if the if if kids who are struggling mm-hmm. with their identity mm-hmm. and their Really wrestling with mm. who they are, and they mm. don't have the resources. Mm. If we gave them the resources mm. that would actually help the, the roots of it, yeah. like the yeah. core of it, then yeah. we don't have we don't have to get to a place where they're now a felon for the rest mm. of their lives, yeah. and that follows them around. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like I said, I don't know what they all you know, are. You, yeah. you're you're jumping yeah. in and trying yeah. to help in Milwaukee. And, and
2: you know, I had the I had the opportunity to work at a school for five years. Um, Greater Holy Temple Christian Academy um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Which, can I say something really quick? Yeah.
1: You're like, you couldn't get a job in a public school oh, no. because you're a felony. No, so. Even, Even now to the m- day? Yes. yes, not
2: yet. And, and I was blessed. Um, uh, Pastor DeSazer, who just recently passed, um, yeah. gave me the opportunity hmm. to 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 live what, what I feel like is my purpose. Uh-huh. But like, to go what you said, I would never get that opportunity just because of, of my past mistake. And, and And the work that they're doing at that school is is amazing. Um, growing up, I never had a, a african American teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, that school is filled with um, w- with teachers that look like the kids mm-hmm. that come yeah. from where the kids are coming from um and they they work at creating a an environment where kids can thrive and we're talking about kids from um, an underserved community that um that need that extra support yeah. um and they give more than just education there it, it is um also you know the guidance the the you know the the love the care and and, and there's so many teachers i work with and staff that i work with there that that that's that's something that can change the community okay. you know mm-hmm. let letting letting kids know hey we know where you come from mm-hmm. um we might have made some of the same mistakes that your dad made, your mom made. Like we've we've been there, we've done that. But how can we break? Um, how can we break this cycle? Mm-hmm. And um, that's what like education, I think, is is major. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think telling kids that. Um, it's not just college or you're a dropout, like, you know, getting them different trades that they might be able to work with, um, giving them solutions and, you know, putting computers in their hands where they can kind of learn um, coding or, you know, whatever. Just yeah. show them that there's different, different routes and options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the Milwaukee public schools aren't funded as good as some of the other schools. Um, so it, it it's tough, but it's it's uphill better. Where I think if you put the right people in position to make this, my my friend Eddie DeSazier is, is is running that school right now, and he he's really doing, um, he's bringing different ideas and different um, different strategy. I I would say the word strategy because that's what it is to reach these kids. Because it's a different. I mean, it's it's a different environment for all of us. I think for all of our kids. I mean, technology has taken over. Um, it's so so if you can reach them at at their level um you'll be able to make change
1: Mm -hmm. isn't uh when you're talking i was thinking isn't the funding of schools a piece of the redlining as well i think that the redlining in the in the beginning was like well property taxes um fund our schools right so white families were like we're going to move out here to the suburbs and we're all going to because then and we're going to keep the poor people out, which Mm. at the time was the black people so that our property tax, so that our school gets more funding and so it's it's created this like decades long, generations long Mm -hmm. um, funding difference Mm -hmm. within public schooling then as well because, Mm -hmm. so then the white people got the resources yeah. out in the burbs mm. for yes. their kids. Their kids were getting all these mm. extra things because their property taxes were governed by who could live in that neighborhood. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it's also like, I wouldn't never have known it's that. The like, I mean, there are
0: seeds that have been planted so many decades ago, oh. but the repercussions continue on. And that's what I think white people need to realize when they get defensive yeah. about. I'm not racist, or I don't know what this white privilege mm. stuff is. Mm. That's what it is. Yes. And you may not have been the mm. one to set up the red line, yeah. but you've benefited from it all of these
1: generations mm. that you don't even realize. We don't mm. even know. Right. Yeah. Re- really quick, I just yeah. want to say, as far as Ashkash goes, something I've learned about Ashkash is mm. it was something called a Sundown Town. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Do you know about have those? Have you heard of that?
2: You know, I recently told my a story. So, like, and, you know, I, I haven't shared this with a lot of people. I, I got caught in a sundown town. Huh. Um, Salem, Illinois. Um, me and my friend were going to. You just called
1: Illinois. Illinois with the S. It's S. not <laughs> Illinois.
2: <laughs> but, um, you know, this is one of the scariest moments of my life. Um, we caught a flat tire on the side of the road. Uh-huh. Um, and, How uh, old were you?
1: It, Was it a long time ago?
2: Uh, No, I mean, a little bit, probably like 20, 22, 20, around 22. So, okay. So, um, we caught a flat tire on the side of the road and we had to get our car towed. Yeah. Um, again, (laughs) my, my, my license was not, was not good. So Uh, we were bumping into a little, bumping into a little, uh, uh, a little thing. But so, but we caught a tow truck to try to get the car towed. Um, I had, uh. When they got there, I found out my license is bad. I'm I'm from Milwaukee. I'm all the way in Salem, Illinois. It's close to like the Kentucky border, so okay. it's so, it's Southern Illinois, and we're probably, okay. it's probably two in the morning. Um, comes up, my license is bad. They take me in, so I'm thinking like, oh man, like I don't know where I'm at. It's two in the morning. Yeah. Um, quickly bail out, you know what I mean? Because I had money on me, so like as soon as I got there, I got out real mm-hmm. quick, easy. So I'm thinking like, okay. So I asked him. I was like, well, you could you take like? And it's like I don't know Belgium yeah middle america small town like like one main street type thing so small small yeah so i'm like they like well we can't give you a ride at a hotel but this is the hotel we took your friend to with your car i'm thinking like okay it's two in the morning you know what i'm saying so i so i'm like i'm just like man i'm tired i just want to go lay down so they gave me the directions you know take a left here to go down two blocks right whatever so i'm 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 good with it um but I'm getting lost. So I'm, I'm on my little journey to try You're to walking make- Walking through this town? Walking. Two, okay, two in the morning. morning walking oh my
1: through, Walking through the
2: town. And um I finally see a main road. I'm like, man, I just, I don't know where I'm at. Let me just go to the main road and there's a gas station, a 24-hour gas station. So I'm like, okay, like, where am I supposed to be going this? Day? Like, could you help me? And he's like, oh, just down this main road. So it kind of, it was weird because I'm like, okay, like, mm. that's where the police station was. Like, why am oh. I taking lefts and rights and but okay, so I, I go and make a long story short. Um, people came, like, there was a pickup truck that came and they're, hey, Jordan, I had a, like a, a Jordan jersey on. Okay. And they, you know, I'm just walking down the street and they, hey, Jordan. So I'm like, I looked over and they get out the car real quick. Oh, they're gosh. like, we're going to hang you, nigga. So I'm like, <gasps> whoa. So I'm like, I don't expect, what? like, it's two, yet. Yeah, so like two in the morning. So I had just left the the, the gas station and I'm, completely out. I just throw the like an ever fresh like orange juice bottle mm-hmm. I just throw it at their car and they take off so I'm my heart's beating out my yes. chest I don't know what's going on I am I mean like yeah. almost pee my pain like no like I'm scared so I run back to the gas station and I I tell them I said whoever the police officer was gay like they I felt like they had something to do because you've given me directions, two left, two uh, right. So I don't know. what yes. So I buy a bottle. I break it, y'all. Like, this is some movie stuff. Like, because mm. I don't know what, to, I, I'm scared. Like, yeah. I'm really scared. I got to right. make it back to wherever I got to go because I don't know who to trust. Um, walk down the street, another pickup truck comes on oh, oh me. Gosh. So I'm like, at this time, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond scared. Oh, totally. And, um... I don't know if people believe in angels. I don't know if people believe in just good hearted. I, I, I do. Uh-huh. And it was a young kid, probably younger than me. And he told me, he said, you should not be out here right now. Oh, man. And
0: I, At the gas station? Or was it this just the, I started walking.
2: Like, so I'm trying to walk down and make it. He said, you know, you should not be here right now. And I said, I know. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling him. I'm like, I know. He's like, no. He has, he's like, you have no idea. Oh. He's like, let me give you a ride. And I said, no right Why would and you i him? said oh. no and he said he said listen you can jump in the back of my cab it was a pickup truck yeah. so he's mm-hmm. like you can jump like in the pickup part of it yeah and he's like please just you shouldn't be here oh, and my so gosh. i did and he ended up driving me right to the to the um hotel to the hotel oh, so i don't gosh. know listen i don't know what went on in that town yeah but still to this day i would never drive through that city oh, no. um that's
0: horrifying the
2: next day when we left um I had called mom who saved me again. All it was was a ticket. So she paid my little ticket. When we left after the tire come, there was police waiting for us to pull out. And they pulled us over again, me and my friend. So when we left the hotel, they pulled us over again. And I said, just check my license. And luckily by that time, my mom had paid the ticket. My license was good. And I never looked back. I went back to Milwaukee and
1: i don't think so i these, knew the story i
2: didn't t- like i just uh-huh. told mom this a couple weeks ago and like i said i was wild back then you know what i'm saying but like this is sure but that was d- by far in my life the most scariest thing i ever think i didn't know what was going to happen uh-huh. um and and these are stories that you horrifying. you this think is a,
1: this is like in 2000 ish right? yeah, oh right? yeah
2: i mean yeah i mean you think about <laughs> this in 1950s mississippi or stuff right. like that but like I just, you know, I say these stories because some of the stuff do happen. Does it happen mm-hmm. to everyone? No. But these are some of the stuff that happened to sure. me. And it's and and that's why you do get nervous. That's yeah. why the climate is different. Yeah, that's so, why. Totally. You know, I'm thankful for some people. I got uh friends that are right now organizing protests. Uh, my friend Ray Nitty, if you want to follow him on um Facebook or Instagram, he's doing a lot. He just bought that's what that's the post you shared with me. He uh, just bought a, yeah. a sixty million dollar complex. With some city funds, cool. um, they paid two something for it. They were able to get resources together, but they're lo- they're looking to make that in a whole community corridor hmm. where it would be housing, it would be stuff for the kids, it would be art classes, it would be everything in there, and, and stuff like that is needed in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, that that creates change. Yeah. Um, that's awesome.
1: What yeah. what
0: can what can a, the white community do if they want to figure out a way? to help, and to support, what can we do?
2: Um, I would say stuff like this, talking about it. um, I text Mark and Emily, and I said, you know, just thank you for saying the word white privilege. privilege. Thank you for saying white supremacy. Um, This is some stuff that people are afraid to to even utter the words because Mm -hmm. it's not that every white person is bad. It is a system, like you said, that was put into place that... um, you guys didn't make it up. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It was here. You-
1: well, so going to thinking about Oshkosh, I want you to keep telling us mm. what to do, but mm-hmm. I, we learned recently Oshkosh was a sundown town, mm-hmm. which means there was like a understanding yeah. that if you were black and you're out after s- the sun went down, don't be here. It was fair game. Fair yep. game. Yeah. Right. So we didn't participate in that. Mm. We, we wouldn't ever live in a sundown town mm-hmm. now, but we have a really safe, nice little community here because mm. a whole bunch of white people drove the black people out of Mm -hmm. here a long time ago to create what they could consider a safe Mm -hmm. environment. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's privilege, white privilege in this Mm -hmm. town that whole bunch of us benefit from, from, but we didn't have anything to do with Mm -hmm. it, but we don't even know we benefited Mm -hmm. from it. Right. Right. Because Mm -hmm. we're just not, we just don't, Mm -hmm. we just don't know.
0: And in a town like Oshkosh, you were talking earlier about Milwaukee and how it's, you know, super segregated Mm -hmm. And one of the worst in the country at that. And in a town like Oshkosh, there certainly is segregation. But the minority population is so small Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I don't think people around here on a daily basis Mm -hmm. have to face what that means. And have to face Mm -hmm. the fact that there could be racism, that they Mm -hmm. could themselves... Hold some of that in their hearts mm-hmm. because we just don't have as big of a minority population around here.
1: Sure, but I—I mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sure the black people around here think about feel it feel mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. I'm right. sure you're right, but it's not—it's—it's it's different when you can be isolated up in yes. a smaller community. And mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. And I, the only
0: reason I think about that sometimes is because my son is black, he is, yeah, and he sure. is going to be. Everyone around him is is white. Yes, and I it struck me earlier when you were talking about how that was your case too Mm -hmm. um and it caused a lot it caused some kind of a personal crisis in your life for a while when you were trying Mm -hmm. to figure that out and I'm sitting here racking my brain like Mm how there's only so much I can do for Mm -hmm. Oli he's gonna have to walk that walk and figure it out but I I just man I know I want I want to do better for him
2: and i just think like you know small things it could be sports activities it could be different events that might be go down in milwaukee that would have more african-americans attending but i think just the connection Mm -hmm. helped like i remember i remember going to my first black Mm barbershop and that was a connection i had where even something little Mm -hmm. like that you're getting attached to your culture you're getting around you know different you know so as far as, like, what, you know, what the, the white people could do, stuff like this, talking, um, acknowledging it, um, listening, um, all of those are the baby steps we could take to the bigger steps. Mm-hmm. And, the, and like I said, the bigger steps, um, I think a lot of it is uh, e- economical, you know what I'm saying, where more resources are put into the the communities that need it. Um, but, like... It, I would be lying if I said I have all the answers. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just I just think I think opening the line of communication and really listening to each other because it's 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 a, a two way thing. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what to do as a white woman. Acknowledging that you don't know, mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. that's imp- that's powerful. That's powerful. You know, there, but there's some people that might think they have the answers, and that that's almost more harmful than you know just mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, I don't have the answers. What can I do?" Yeah. And there are people that are out there that are don't you know, have the answers you know mm-hmm. so um i'm thankful to, to be able to be here mm-hmm. um it means a lot to me because i was having inner conflict where um i wanted to be part of some of the solution but i i, I hadn't been able to find the way to do it at mm-hmm. myself as a black man mm-hmm. um my wife is pregnant, so going out into a large crowd protesting, it. it I didn't, you know, I was nervous about that. It's not that bring I didn't want coronavirus wanna, yeah, back to your house right now, exactly. Right. So yeah. I didn't like. So I was conflicted about that. And when, you know, you guys were talking about it on the podcast, I it It was a way where I felt like maybe this is how I can get back, mm-hmm. you know um I've never went live before on my <laughs> Facebook page, but I wanted you know the people that 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 I know and I'm connected to to know we do have allies <laughs> that are that that wanna wanna help they might not know how to, but they're out there, and you know maybe someone will reach out, maybe you can re- you know however it happens, it's all about just listening and okay. really um when 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 the actions make sense to 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 take this forward. We, we We just go forward with it mm-hmm. um me myself, I've been sharing a lot of stuff on my Facebook page. I try mm-hmm. to um my biggest thing is talking to a lot of the kids I mentor, talking to my daughters mm-hmm. um and just letting them know the climate and that's scary, like I said, I can remember telling mm-hmm. my oldest daughter Christiana when Trayvon got killed mm-hmm. and then when Mike Brown got killed, and now you know and the in the and the people since then, and now this so it's just um. It's tough being a father in this climate, mm-hmm. you know, and being a and, and as far as um her her family is white, you know what I mean? So she knows like me. She's lucky to know that all white people aren't bad. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't preach that. um but she also knows what it feels like to be different. Um with my oldest daughter, she went to um Menominee Falls. Now, when I went to Normandy Falls, it was the 220 program. Mm-hmm. So there would be 5-6 black kids in a class and it was much more diverse. Uh, my, da- my daughter's experience was much different. No, they don't. So she oh. was one of maybe two. Um, in February, they called it Love Month instead of Black History Month. What? No um, way. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and I would speak and I would go talk to the principals about like, you know, what? why would you call February Love Month and celebrate that instead of Black History Month? To me, right there mm. was, the, the, that's the little stuff we talk about, which is, is bothered, you know. It, it really that, yeah. that 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 hits you. You know what I'm saying. Sure. And then when someone tries to tell Sorry, you, no, talking,
1: <laughs> it's <all good>. no <laughs> when
2: someone tries to explain that to you, yeah, there's really no explanation for that. There's no really no explanation on why February is love month. You know what I mean. And even nope. like I said, me growing up in school, you know, we heard about Harriet Tubman, we heard about Martin Luther King Jr., we heard about booker t washington you know what i mean yeah. maybe but that's it rosa parks you know that's it we didn't hear about um malcolm x we didn't hear about other people that were influential in marcus garvey and we didn't hear about these people that um that were you know also gave to the cause mm-hmm. so i just think like education is a big part i try to do it in my house yeah. um and take that up but also to go with the, the menominee fossing when i started seeing that i took my daughter out of that um out of that school district. Mm-hmm. And that was a tough thing because, you know, Melanie Fawz is great on education, but if they're gonna ignore who she is as a person, yeah. I would not want her there. And luckily we got her into uh Milwaukee College Prep and she thrived. Mm-hmm. She grew as a as a, a as a person in that school because she was introduced to more of her culture and she got a valedictorian this year so i'm super uh, proud of her but yeah. yeah so she um it's choices like that that sometimes we have to make yeah to further that sure. and there are many white teachers at milwaukee college prep it is not just a black run school there's white teachers who acknowledge what it is they make sure that their culture is involved and um you know th- yeah that was a, cho- a personal choice i had to make to make sure my daughter yeah. you know got a different experience or experience yeah. i thought she needed
0: I am um, I have found the news to be really polarizing and yes. almost feeding
1: yes.
0: fear and feeding division. I've been finding more resources personally to educate myself by following some people online. Mm-hmm. I've been following some really strong black women leaders yes. mm-hmm. in the Christian world yes. as well as just in the promotion of black lives and mm-hmm that's been huge for Mm -hmm. me and just little tidbits that i'm gleaming or gleaning from it Mm -hmm. have been super helpful so i i don't know the news to me and Mm -hmm. i think you're kind of touching on this that so many things are being sensationalized Mm -hmm. and it's not helping Mm -hmm. it's creating Mm -hmm. more for sure yeah and i don't know who to trust when it comes to that so this kind of thing where you talk to people and emily has said this before and it's one of my favorite things you've ever said where you're You said it's really hard to hate and be fearful of people once you bring them in close Mm -hmm. and you have and you share experiences with them and you share life and that's what we all need to continue to do is talk to people and reach out to people who are having different experiences and are different and that's where things start to to click. Sure.
1: Well, it's easy to not to deny that racism is real when you don't have somebody that you know and love that's affected by Mm. it. Mm -hmm. I feel very very fortunate to have you in my life. I feel like you're very gracious to me mm. <laughs> to like give me space to ask questions. And, um, I think, I think it has to be relationships, which is why we care about mm. this podcast in general. Mm. Just for those of you that aren't familiar with our podcast, but you just love Paul, mm-hmm. like we just want to tell people's stories because yeah. when you hear people's stories, you can't hate them anymore. Mm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I've, I feel like one of the answers is we have to have real relationships. Yes. hmm and that's uncomfortable and that mm-hmm. takes you out of your bubble and especially for us here in Oshkosh, it's harder it ha- you have to we have to work harder to even figure out how that right. could happen but we have to be open to it we have for to sure. but i think we have to pursue it yeah. yes right um, i think we can do a lot of learning there's a lot of learning to be done right mm-hmm. now we were just talking about mm-hmm. There's documentaries. There's a documentary mm. called Thirteenth. We yes. might have m- mentioned it on here before, but it
0: yeah on Netflix. On yeah, Netflix, yeah, I just saw that good, the yeah, other day. I oh, oh yes, it's that. powerful, it's good. powerful. Did yeah. you watch it? No, not yet. Oh, you yeah. have to watch it. it Can shows, my kids watch it with me? Uh, but, <laughs> I, I, your older ones, for yes, sure. yeah, okay, yeah. not always. It's, maybe. It just shows yeah. the like yeah.
1: from the Thirteenth Amendment when slavery was abolished, mm. how from then until today how mm. essentially the system has mm. stacked against black men to yeah. keep slavery around yes. okay. essentially yeah. okay um it's mm. so eye opening yeah. there's th- there's so many good books yeah. you said the new jim crow The new yeah. jim crow
2: evicted which is actually a book on oh, Milwaukee's shoot. housing mm-hmm. um like and just it go digs back from years, but just the disparity in that. So, um, and that's actually about Milwaukee. So that was, you know, so that, that, that's a powerful one. Um, that was hard for me to read.
0: Yes. You read that one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Evicted. Evicted. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it was like, yeah, it just, it's very good. It was hard. Okay. Um, actually what we can do too is we can put out on our just Instagram stories as if you want some of our recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put stuff out. I, I personally think that, um, We also have to be willing to give up power. Mm -hmm. Like we have to be under, be willing to be under the leadership Mm -hmm. of somebody that doesn't look like us Mm -hmm. because we can talk, Stacey, you and I can talk all we want and come up with some good ideas, but that's just going to be our white ideas. Like it has to be, we have to be willing to be led by somebody who has a different experience than Mm -hmm. us. And so I've given you permission, Paul, but we want, I want you to lead me. Like I Mm -hmm. want to be led by you and be willing to let you tell me when I'm doing something wrong Mm -hmm. and be willing to be humble Mm. I want to be Mm. willing to be humble enough to Mm. say sorry Mm. right absolutely and thank you for being and thank you Paul for Mm. saying Uh, that like no
0: questions are off-limits and Mm. no don't worry about saying something wrong because I think also and when race comes up and when racism comes up white people it it feels you want to engage but Mm. you don't know what the right thing to say is what the right questions to ask Mm. are. And so you just saying, just ask it. And being, offering grace Mm. if Mm -hmm. someone stumbles Mm. or says something wrong Mm. or maybe asks a question that feels hard or hurtful because they just want to figure out Mm -hmm. what's behind all of this, right? I just appreciate you being open to that Mm. because that makes it, it's those kinds of hard conversations that generate fruit.
2: Yes.
1: Mm Before we wrap up, is there anything that you want to say no, I, that we might have missed? No,
2: I I just appreciate the opportunity to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, I I believe this will help a lot of people, um, and just and just thank you for like I said before, someone asked you to say it, just taking that step and, mm-hmm. and, and and saying you know and um being that ally that we need in this fight because you know we can only do so so much, but when we have allies, it's just a it's a it's a bigger a bigger army in the fight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paul, for you coming so- on. Hey,
1: hey, hey. <laughs> okay, also, P.S., we didn't get to see your humor on this podcast, but Paul is literally the funniest person <laughs> I have I know in my whole entire life. So maybe we'll have you come on t- some other time and uh, just chat a little more because you're hysterical. I yeah. think my kids would disagree with that. Well, of course <laughs> <for> they <laughs> would. <went. hers. laughs> I love you so much. Uh, Thanks for being willing to jump in on this conversation Okay. Hey, lot.
0: thank you, listeners, for tuning in with us. Paul's an awesome guest. I feel like we could talk for three more mm-hmm. hours with you about, and mm-hmm. I want to pick your brain mm-hmm. about some adoption stuff yeah, too but good. um we appreciate all of our what's it like listeners we hope you guys enjoy this conversation we
1: hope it got you thinking and um, yeah and reach out so we're mm-hmm. on facebook we're on instagram we're mm. on um you can email us even like we want to hear your feedback we want to keep this conversation going we're not afraid for you to correct us if we were wrong even yep. and um yeah reach out give us your feedback love you friends thanks everybody